Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea. I am going back in my archives a bit today and sharing an interview from 2020 with the amazing Don Walters of the University of Kentucky dance team. Don was a UK cheerleader and dancer, and she started coaching at UK in 2009. She has a long list of accomplishments, including national titles, starting her own all-star gym, judging for top competitions, and of course, just impacting so many young lives through her program at the University of Kentucky. I decided to share this today because Dawn's approach to coaching is so relatable and refreshing, and she just has such genuine advice and really a superpower as a coach. We talk about opening the door for more dancers of different genres and backgrounds to join a big university program. And she really led us behind the curtain and shares how she runs practices, how she cleans her routines, and even how her coaching style has changed. She was really open with me when we got into some of the hard stuff and we talked about addressing race in the dance team industry and protecting yourself as a coach from that one angry parent who could tear it all down. I hope this brings you a dose of motivation and inspiration today as we head into competition season. It's a beautiful interview. So here's my conversation with Don Walters. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. Talk to me a little bit about team culture. Like you have super talented dancers on your team, but yet you have to get these talented dancers to care and fight and not be entitled. And yeah. And, and I think what we do is I'm not sure if there are any other or how many other dance programs that are out there that have as many kids as I normally do. You know, when I, okay. when I got the job, they said, okay, yeah, you have the blue squad and the white squad. And I kind of went, Oh, okay. So I'm all right. Okay. So I have two teams. Yeah. Yes. You know, so I was kind of, okay. So I knew as far as that, um, that the teams that I wanted to come through, first of all, you know, they were very separate. And I said, you know, I, I'm not going to do that. I, I want to be able to do something that I said really gives more kids an opportunity. Would it have been easier to probably do one team, one nice size team, and that's it? Yeah. But, you know, it's like, first of all, you know, you have to think about, you know, your, your title nine and all that too, of your girls team and men's team. But I really wanted to get as many kids in that could be involved in something just to give them that opportunity. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's how I started. And it, it ended up, just to where that's how we work and to to get in and some people are extremely talented in on the jazz bass side some come from palm backgrounds some come from hip-hop programs and I wanted that to kind of be okay you know to to get as many in because of course our you know our main thing and I still tell them now and they know our our main job is for game day performance you know that's what we're here for all the rest is just a fun icing on the cake, extra stuff that we can do to compete and all that. But your main thing is there for game day. So um, I really just wanted to foster that. 
let's get in, you know, and let's build this up. This is kind of what we're looking for, but we, you know, this is, if you can get out there and have a blast and do these games and have that whole fun overall um, buy-in, you know, for, for what you need to do here, then we can maybe build upon that. And by starting that so early on and just really pushing the awareness, because, you know, a lot of people still weren't even necessarily aware of camps and, or not camps, but of, of UK dance team and things. Cause uh -huh. you know, back then is when I started doing the camps and I started doing the uh, video bypasses. And it's pretty funny now I look back and I see all of the other schools, universities that offer something when kids come to their camps and do it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I started that. <laughs> I started that. I started that, you know, uh, because I just wanted to people to be aware. And early on, probably maybe my third year into coaching, I had a parent come up to me and say, thank you so, so much for giving my daughter a dream. And I was like, wow. whoa, that was, that was huge. That was huge. And she said, my daughter's a dancer and she now wants to be a UK dancer. And it was, that hit me and it's always stuck with me. And yeah. I thought, that's pretty cool. You know, yep. and if I can keep that for the kids, not just a personal thing for me that, you know, she said, but just to go, wow, that, that's pretty neat that she's telling me that now her daughter has that dream. Yeah. And if I can offer that and, and that's kind of what pushed me and just to kind of keep it going on that level and just say, Hey, let's just bring the kids in that can do it. And, and then we'll go from there. And now it's, it's to this place now where we're more a hip hop based, yep. but game day, huge game day, right? You know, huge game day based. Um, and I love it, you know, and I was a little nervous this year because you know, I went out and said, hey, we're a little bit, you know, and we have more hip hop based and game days, game day based um, performance team and, you know, changed up my tryouts a little bit and everything. And I wasn't sure, you know, how that yeah. was going to do it. But, you know, we had more than ever, you know, even once COVID hit and we're like, you know, we got to send in tapes, got to do whatever this, how we're doing it. You know, and we had almost a hundred wow. people that wanted to do it. So it was like, Wow, that you know that made it on through. Well, actually, we got it down to eighty, little almost ninety people actually try out. Wow, you know, and so, you know, that's that's always exciting when you can kind of get it to that and to know, wow, there are enough people here that want to do this. Not necessarily here, but that want to do what we're doing, and that we're so excited. There were so many people that I ended up hearing from too that said, you know, I'm not necessarily ballet trained. Mm -hmm. You know, I am more into that hip hop and I've taken this avenue and I've always known that I couldn't try out in another dance team. And so that we're very open and so excited because now I've opened the gates for even more kids to try out because some of those things that we might've been saying you still needed to have, even though we maybe didn't use it at competitions and things. Now I was like, mm, that's not even on the score sheet. Right. And, you know, so now people are like, oh my gosh, thank you for giving me a place that I can now try out for at the collegiate level. Yeah. You know, so, so that's, so that was a neat, you know, a really neat feeling too, to be able to kind of just open it up to get as many kids involved. That's awesome. So do your two teams, do they share game day? Do they 
divide? What is that? We like? do. So basically what we do, I have 42 kids. This was the first year I was able to actually get it on down a little bit. There for a little bit, they were like, okay. Cause I'd have, at one time I had 55 kids. Oh wow. So each year I keep trying, I, it was our goal to get it to 40 about five years ago. Well, that of course <laughs> has never happened, but I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep making it tighter. So what I do is basically I consider the UK dance team. That's everybody. So they're all put in one big thing. Okay. But I have my white squad that um, they do women's basketball and then football. And then my blue squad does men's basketball and football. Okay. When we go places and when we do everything, it's usually the whole group. You know, if we do um, even like a football beforehand, we yeah, will like be alumni well, we to get exactly yeah. okay. where we're you know big mushed up big group yeah. uh, if we do any of our um all of our community service projects it's for anybody for nationals it's anybody because okay. really when we pick when we pick the team we're looking at kids that can go out there and that have overall talent but may not be game ready we may say you know what this is a really strong dancer in this style um, but when they're doing their game things, maybe they're not as strong. Okay. You know, or maybe they're just lacking a little something and they've got to learn this. Well, what I have loved is in the past, when I first took over the team, I had been told that there was only like one girl that had ever made, that had been on white squad that actually made blue the next year. And I'm like, well, that's crazy. <laughs> I want this to be my feeder program. Right. You know, I yeah, want that's how I am. That's yeah and it has been wonderful because every year i usually have eight or nine sometimes i've had more when i've had bigger senior class leaving out that have moved up from white squad right into blue okay. you know and yes we still will take freshmen but it's really now has turned into a really heavy group of yeah. my white that moves up right. and each year for nationals i've always had people from my white squad that may not have been game day ready uh -huh. but that we're talented in, in the things that we do for competition. Right. And I'm like, you know, it's equal. All of that's equal. So okay. whoever's ready for competition. So that keeps them excited too, because then they know okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That they still have that opportunity. And I have kids that have said, I just want to stay on white squad. So it's not that it's not, the you know, drive. one series. Yeah. yeah. So I love that as well, that it's that's kind really of across the board. Yeah. So I can see that. I mean, I think game day in the SEC, especially, is a whole thing that, like, that in and of itself is a dream. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's so that's very awesome for us to be able to have to go. Yes. You know, women's basketball is great. Men's basketball is great. Football is great. Everything right. here. That whole yes. atmosphere. Yeah. So that that right. is that's that's a the positive side of all of this. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Let's, um, coaches always want me to ask about nuts and bolts stuff. Like okay. they're saying, like they're looking for the magic pill and every time I'm like, there yes. isn't one, but there I think isn't one. helpful for them to hear. So anyway, yeah. talk to me about kind of typical practice. How do you run things for your team? Okay. So first of all, the one thing that we do that I have noticed that a few teams now have started going to too, we, we have 5.45 AM practices. Wow. Okay. And that's mainly two, two huge reasons. Well, actually probably three. But okay, first, first main reason is when you have that many kids, when I have 50 kids, let's yeah. say around about 50 and the average, I've got to find a great time that they can all meet. 
So they can all meet early morning because, you know, some might need to work, some might need to, you know, have other class schedules, might have to take night classes, whatever. So we started doing them, um, having early morning practices at the very beginning. I think maybe that first year I might have done them at a different time. I'm not sure, but early on, I'm like, let's do this super early. And um, so they all come in and what we do is we try to request, I request that, hey, you don't have to take an 8 a.m. class, don't take one. So use my upperclassmen because then they would have to leave a little early. Yeah. So on Mondays and Wednesdays, we come right on in. Now, at the beginning of the season, we all have these high hopes as a coach that, oh, we're going to drill everything. We're going to go through and we're going to do, you know, pirouettes and we're going to do jumps and then we're going to do our tricks. And, you know, and this is all after we stretch, but this is in the big combo of stretching and we do, you know, we do all of that. Uh Then we get to do the game day stuff. Well, yeah. Well, one season starts. Yep. Oh my gosh, we only have time and we got to get this many dances together. So, you know, stretch and let's get going. Uh So then things kind of change, but, but on a, on a great early on practice, (laughs) the beginning of the season, we would start our regular stretch and we do group stretches. So I have, you know, a couple of kids that are our leaders in our stretch, put the music on, they do their stuff. They're trying to wake up but I don't usually have to worry about them texting and checking their things because it's right. early in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> and the other great thing I forgot. So the other thing is it's great about the morning practices. We can go in and you know what? The parking lot is empty. That's yes. And in a big university park, that matters. At a big university that matters. Yeah. So when I drive in every morning, I'm out be a little tired. But I'm like, yes, I have a parking space. <laughs> so so we do that, but then that means you also have to let them out on time too, because the kids that are there, because they start checking like right at the time too. So right. I have to make sure that I can't drive, you know, drag those practices out. But um, so that's there. And the other main reason is that's a time that we can actually use our gym. You know, not too many other teams. Some of the other teams come in at seven, but you know, we're like, this is when we can get in here and no one else is here and we have a place to practice because yeah. Unlike other, some other places, you know, we don't have an actual dance room or a dance, whatever it is. So we practice in Memorial Coliseum uh-huh. and that's where my office is, but we're most of the times are able to use the big gym or if not, I can usually go into the women's practice gym. And if something's going on that, then I'm usually approved to go into the men's practice gym. So, you know, so that, that helps on that, but we'll do our regular stretch. Um, our, we go through our turns, our jumps, tricks and just try to do those sometimes to kind of get that going. And then we get started right on our performance, whatever we need to do for the next game that's coming up. So what I normally do is we teach the routines, um, the kids and, and the kids do that, you know, whether it's a camp routine or, or whatever, or if they, I have some, had some really good um, choreographers the past few years. So, you know, it's always neat to let them do a routine. Yeah. And kind of, they're always like, yes, this is my vision. This was my thing. Cool. So we'll, we'll practice on that. And so once they learn that routine, I'll give them a practice or two, or I'll say, Hey, at the next practice, be ready. Cause I want to watch it. So they'll come out, they'll do it. They break up in their groups. So white squad will go out there maybe blue squads on the side and I'll watch it. And I, lots of times I'll record it. And then I'll have blue, they get out there, they do it and whatever. Well, then I'll go back and either from just watching them and also using my video, see who has that dance and who's ready. Okay. Um, I try and it, and it does, 
it does create a lot of extra work on my half, uh, my thing. And some kids would say, oh my gosh, I get nervous when you do that. And I'm like, this is the thing though. Right. I want to be able to have not necessarily my top dancers. Every coach knows, okay, hip hop, who are your three strongest kids? Yeah. Every coach knows, you know, in Palm, who are your three, in jazz, who are your three strongest? But, you know, there are dances that are out there within that genre that are different style, whether it's more aggressive hip hop or whether it's cutesy girly hip hop <laughs> or whatever. I want to be able to get the best kids for that style, for that dance. Yeah. You know, some kids shine more when they've got that fun music, you know, and it's just old school music and I mean, they light up. So that allows me the chance to put the best kids that shine on that one routine yeah. to give the formations for that. So you know, I don't really necessarily have to worry about, oh, the same kids are in front or the same people or the kids don't go, well, here I am in the same formation back here. Cause it might be a dance that it is totally up their alley. I'm like, ah, yes. Ah. And it also gives me a chance. You know, sometimes coaches, we can get a little stagnant and we know those ones, you know, the ones that can do it. And we don't necessarily and not necessarily because we're trying to do this because of time, because whatever, this forces you to watch all of your kids all the time. So yeah. you get to see those kids that all of a sudden start to blossom that maybe they weren't the best at the beginning of the season, but at the end of the season, when they come out there and they have to do a dance, I'm like, whoa, girlfriend, all right, you Absolutely. are front and center. You yeah. know, you are right there because you are, I'm living through this routine right now with you. So yeah. I do that. And like I said, it, it does cause a lot of extra things of when I have to go home and I do that, you know, on the outside and, and we'll watch and then I'll go ahead and make the formations. But I also allow my kids to, if they, especially if they've made up a routine or if they've been at the camp and they did the camp, let's say we come back from UDA camp okay. and it's a camp routine. I will get those people that actually went to that group dance. Yeah. They're in charge of getting me the formations. Uh -huh. because they remember oh this one goes here works. and I've always videoed it yes of how yeah. it worked and they'll do it and then I plug those in and I put the people in so that kind of gives them a chance and I usually will the kids that performed at that dance will try to give them you know some great yeah. positions too so that everybody knows hey I'm gonna get this and this was my dance that I <laughs> went to learn at camp and so I'm getting yeah. shine so I really try to do that. And I have found that that really works. That works really well, especially for those teams that feel like, oh, you know, coach has a favorite and they're front and center all the time. Well, they know. And, and it's also for my kids that it keeps them going because there are some of my kids that they may come in and not really know a dance that are my seniors right. that, you know what, they didn't really pay attention. They're like, ah, we'll get this next week. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, yeah, you didn't look very good on this one. So here you are in this formation. They're kind of like, whoa. And I'm like, uh, hey, yeah. you don't I'm need to fair. Right. Yeah. I'm in fair. So, so we'll do that. And then, um, you know, then I clean. So then and I, and I'm, my kids will always say, oh my gosh, you know, when I'm going to go and then clean that, I kind of, that's my, I think, 
not necessarily claim to fame, but I, I am a cleaner. I uh -huh. will make sure that things are clean because I'm old school. You know, that was I, I live to ask you was like, how oh, do you clean? Because uh, your stuff. <laughs> I, I am old school, clean, clean, clean. And I just, you know, some of the kids, they're just like, oh, and I'm like, y'all, I'm sorry. I can't just overlook those things. I yep. said, I want it to be the same. And even now, you know, right now I have, that our newbies are learning their ditties and we do that video, which we always do. And then they send them up and with my assistant coach, we break them up and we clean them and we kind of go, no, your wrist, your broken wrist, or, uh -huh. you know, when you're standing there and your thumbs are like this by the side, mm -mm, I don't want some thumbs. I'm not, <laughs> I hate thumbs. Get those thumbs in. And then people will have palms. Not always. You never know. Yep. And when we don't have palms, I, your hands better be clean by your sides. And yep. it's nice to hate when the fingers drift and like cut your <sighs> butt in the back. Yes, it, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I'm like, no, this is here and this is where this is. And yes, you can tell, you know, between old school, you know, candlesticks and buckets because uh -huh. the palms, I can see the big, I can tell, you know, so a lot of them go, okay, oh my gosh. So, so people go, oh God, y'all, she is, yeah, she's all about that. And so I will, I will spend usually a practice or two cleaning. So I know that at one time I remember talking to coaches and I, they would say, oh, we learn a dance one practice and then we do formations the next practice and then, and clean a little bit and we're ready to perform at that time. And they give themselves a week. Nah, nah. <laughs> I, I, no, I have more time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it takes me longer, but we also knock on wood are normally so ahead of schedule because I'm, I'm a big planner though too. And I'm like, which dances are we going to do where, what are we going to do when, and what crowd is this going to probably be? I mean, I yeah. do put a lot of thought into, into a lot of those things, just that the kids kind of go, well, it's this one and we just want to do that. And I'm like, no, we still kind of got to think what type of a crowd and what's going to be fun and what venue or whatever. Uh -huh. um, so I try to be a few weeks ahead of schedule just in case something happens, you know, so we're usually pretty good on that, but, but they know I spend a lot of time on that. And then what I will also do is I will videotape once I give them formations and if I see, you know, and I'll do, once I give them formations, I'll say, okay, now let me see it. And then I might, if I need to switch a few people, I'll do it right then. And then we'll do it again and I'll usually video it. And there are times when I'll go back and I'll clean it for them already and upload it back on. And then they've got to watch it and they'll see. Okay. okay. And I do a lot of that at nationals of where then I'll okay. pick it or other times where I'll say, Hey guys, this was pretty good here, but you got to watch this. And then they see it. So they're able to watch themselves and they kind of go, and then there's lots of times I'll give them homework and go, uh, watch this and tell me what you need to work on. Uh-huh. And what did you see right there? So they, it, it gets to a point where that, you know, each year we're kind of at the beginning of the year going, Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's get going. But then they, you know what, they, they pick it up and kids are usually so excited and they do listen, you know, and that's the thing is you kind of sometimes think that, that when you get these college kids in and they're divas and been the best from their things and they're coming in and, you know, and I'm, I'm very honest, especially when we have our little camps of, Hey, you know, you got to take that, crown off before you walk into our doors at EK because everybody is in that position yeah. and they are usually very receptive to listen and to learn those things and you know and it's a lot of things that yeah you might have done palm and you might have been on a national all-star palm team but 
they might not have cleaned some of these things as well, you know, or you might have been able, or it might have been in a competition that was mainly still in the palm category that was big on your turns and your technical skills, yeah, as opposed to your palm technique. So, you know, so for the most part, they're very open. And it's so, you know, like I said, we do these videos now, and actually, I have a few girls, my sister and I were like, oh, we didn't finish those last five girls each that we need to do to clean their set of ditties. We got to go in there and do that this week. So that's what I'll probably do later on the day or tomorrow um, to go through. But then after that, and they hear it and then they're with everybody and they're like, Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. And this is big deal. And this is that. And you know, and they just learn the ways. So then they're usually gung ho and, and normally come through. And then I can hear those same people going back and going, uh, you need to do this. You need to close your thumbs up. Uh, yeah, that T was not level. So, you know, and it's funny. And I'm like, yep, because those are the things I got on you about, you know, right. your first year here. So it's really neat then to see that them involved cool. in stuff. So, yeah, so that's, and then we'll end up the practice, um, you know, anything new, then we usually will start teaching a part of something. So that's kind of how we stack that in. And um, so they'll get out and they'll start teaching another routine or going over anything. When we first start with football, it's always that we've forgotten stuff. We will think that we have everything down and we do it. And sure enough, those first three or four games are like, ah, oh, we totally forgot to teach you guys this, or we forgot, totally forgot to go with whatever. So my big thing, and the kids will always say is, I'm like, y'all, you go with the flow. Yep. We're not going to get stressed about stuff. Go with the flow. And if you were to ask my kids, what does Don say all the time? They're like, go with the flow. And that's, <laughs> I'm like, y'all, you, you never know what type of, you know, we'll think, oh, we're going to go into this community service and we're going to have a stage and all of you can fit. And you go in and go, okay, now that was a five-foot stage. Three people <laughs> were up there. And I'm like, y'all, turn around, just get on the floor. We just go with the flow. So yeah. so that's kind of cool, too, because some of these kids now that come in are so wired. You can normally tell that a lot of dancers over the years, you know, they're either, oh, my gosh, I'm really stressed about this. And if I, you know, and you know your questioner people, you know, you're like, yep. this is my question girl over here. Yep. She will, what? and I, lots of times, like, y'all, you just kind of have to go with the flow. We can teach you as much, and I'm a planner too, but 90% of the time, things are going to be thrown in there that we didn't even expect. And you just go with the flow. Yeah. And Good. we'll work on it the next time we're together. We're trying to figure it out. We're like, okay, I'll write this down. You know, so and I'm like, you just clap and smile. I said, <laughs> you just clap and you smile. And I said, and that's just kind of how you go. And everybody will eventually soon go, oh, we didn't teach them that sideline that we're just all doing. We've got, you know, so, so that's, you know, one of the things that you just kind of go. And then we, um, we join up and we do our little pep out every year. We have a certain little pep out saying that we say, and we do that in our big circle. We peace out. And then they run to their cars to make sure they don't get a ticket. And, and then we go on with our day. So oh that's, um, yep. So that's, that's kind of how our practices go. Okay. That's the other thing is in coaching that um, I think gets misconstrued sometimes when everyone says, Oh, you got to treat everybody the same and be fair. It's like, no, necessarily be fair, but you honestly, yeah. To have a team with that, you just cannot treat everyone the same. You know, yep. you, you have to know your kids. And, yep. you know, I know that there's one kid over here that they're like, coach, you just gotta, you gotta be right there going five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. And make counting and just right there to make me go. And then other ones are like, you know, you say this and 
that's going to make me upset. And, and I know my coaching style has changed so much. My kids go, you are such a pushover now. And I'm like, my old school kids are like, oh. and I'm like, you know, the kids coming in, they're, you know, they're different. They're, just, they're different kids. And the days of when we could say and do stuff and really kind of get on kids and do stuff, those days are not around anymore because parenting style has changed. So it's kind of obvious that you're going to get kids that have been parented completely different than as old folks that, you uh -huh. know, back in the day, they're like, you, you have to evolve. And I feel like that I am so much more, which I always have been that coach that's really goes that next level, which, you know, I feel like a lot of female coaches do anyway, that we kind of take over that mother role, uh -huh. but you have been at college when you have kids that are, you know, hundred thousand miles away from their parents and they get sick and you kind of have, you know, you need to dote on them a little bit and send them that extra text or two. Hey, how are you feeling? Is there anything I can do? You know, you know, and then you have to tell the kids, Hey, go over to this person. Or, you know, we do a lot of in our Facebook group, we do a lot of, you know, Hey, pray for this kid right now. Cause they just lost their grandmother. You know, we, we, yeah. we do a lot of that type of things. You know, we started back our, um, our Bible study group, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's something that is, you know, kid, kid ran, you know, they do it themselves, but it was really strong the first few years and on up into things with the past couple of years, you know, someone would maybe say, Hey, let's start a group or whatever. But this time I brought it up to him. And I also brought up, you know, I said, we're going to do some racial things. We're going to talk. Yep. We're going to do some of those type of things when we get together. Um, and if we don't get together, we're going to do some zoom, zoom yep. things. But I said, we're, we're going to do that. And Cause people do ask and I said, with that many girls, uh huh. you know, okay. how do you keep it? And for the most part, they all really do love each other. And we're that, family group but it's because you kind of have to take over some of those things especially when these kids come from all over and their families aren't right there with them yeah. you know and we've got to be that we are their family basis and you know and I always used to say your best friends you know are going to be the people in your weddings are going to be the people that you count on later on you know yeah. these are going to be you're meeting them right now you know yeah. they're going to be your people that later on in life so I really try to continue to always cultivate that type of atmosphere. Um, but you, but like I said, bring it back to that. You just can't coach everyone the same. You know, I did pull my, you know, my black girls uh -huh. together on a text, you know, with everything. It was like, how are you all doing? How are you guys feeling? You know? And so it's not that I just treat everybody and go, well, that involve everybody. So I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm like, no, I need to know, you know, what kind of things are out there at a time right now where you're not with your friends that would come and love you and, and give right. some stuff, you know, how are you handling this stuff? Uh, we've had, you know, some good little texts and they were appreciative of that, of me reaching out. You know, I, I just feel like if you, if you can, if you can go in there and coach and just do what you feel in here in your heart and don't be afraid of some things. And I know some things are hard and challenging and stuff and some things you know aren't always right you know you have some kids that are still mad at you for whatever reasons you know I went through a tough year of that you know a few years back and it to this day you know hurts my heart you know but those things are going to happen and you know and and from that you know maybe other things come like so from an investigation where they're like oh you're doing great job on some of these yeah. other things so you know you just kind of have to 
take that and just kind of hang in there and know that it's going to be some tough times. But in the end, if it was it meant to be for you to yeah. do this as your life thing, that, that you got to do it. It's like a talent, you know, that yeah. if, if God gave you that talent, then it's your responsibility to do it. And if God gave you that talent to, to be a coach, uh -huh. you know, we kind of, we kind of got to do it because these kids, they need it. you know, they, they need, you know, you just got to be able to hopefully do what you can do and, and yeah, you know, and okay. go from there. Yeah. I wanted to ask you with that. So if there's something that you would like to see, I don't know, like what would you want other coaches to, um, to do, or what would you like to see yeah. change in our dance world? I think, and, and some things are already starting to change. It's been so exciting because, um, just the one thing that we brought up about maybe taking off the appearance things of where coaches have felt in that box. We, and we've all been there, you know, Absolutely. we all go, you know, for hierography, we kind of got to do this and what's the right thing and what should we do, you know? And, and I know the one thing that I had to do early on was with the tights, you know, cause you do hear, Oh, they all need to be the same color and whatever. Right. And, you know, and I remember then going back and looking at the Rockettes and I think I even used that, uh -huh. that, that example on that call because I went, surely there's just something that doesn't feel right to me. I'm thinking, you know, yeah. would I like to wear and go, God, my legs, you know, I look ashy as a black yeah. person would say, you know, I yeah. with that and how comfortable would I feel? And then to find out that they don't do it. And yeah. was like, wow, you know, we can do that. But I remember asking myself, cause knowing if we compete, you've got to look the same. Everybody has to do the same thing. And I, I'm hoping that with that call and with things that are out there now, that coaches will feel okay, that even if they don't understand right now, and if they're like, I don't know, that they may open it up and say, let's have this talk. Yeah. You know, my administration already said, we're going to kind of need to do a talk because we've, you know, maybe have had some things in that we, we want to be out there concerning hair. Yeah. You know, and when you tell your kids, oh, everybody has to have a high ponytail tomorrow at the game. Well, there are black girls that have tracks in and that have a weave because they've yeah. wanted to weave or whatever. Uh, when you pull your hair up, you can't because your tracks are going to be showing. And, you know, and I used to be even, you know, ah, we're going to do this. Well, I have to go, I'm going to be lax. And, and I've always kind of been lax as far as saying, hey, as long as you look cute out there. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm don't, you know, cause some people say, do you have to have straight hair? Do you have to have curly hair or whatever? Well, thank goodness early on. I'm like, you do you, you just don't come out there looking crazy with bright red hair. When I saw you yesterday and your hair was blonde or whatever, you yeah. know, nothing that just draws direct attention straight yeah. to you to where people are kind of there. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm pretty easy going. And I said, give me a heads up you know, just check. And I did, I had a girl the other day that said, I want to have bangs. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, just don't get them cut too short. Cause I had bangs and I had them too short and I wasn't very cute for a while. So they grew out. And that's hard and to I fix. Said, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's a hard thing to fix. So, you know, I'm hoping that coaches will now step back and go, wow. Okay. I was being so strict on that and not to be mean, but just for sake of going, I've got to have, you know, everybody has to wear their hair and a ponytail and a bun and whatever. But for us, what came from that call is we were able to go that next level and go to the competition level and say, let's not require that. 
you know, let's take that pressure off of those coaches that go, but I have to, I'm going to get a point taken off because everybody's hair wasn't this way. And for us to feel like, y'all, it's okay. I hope that some of those things that we were so picky about and the competitions that, you know, we're picky about it and then coaches are picky about it because we are clean and we want our kids to look the same, we'll relax. And the kids that felt like I had to have a weave or I had to do this to my hair because otherwise I wouldn't have made the team or I wouldn't have been able to do things or whatever, you know, hopefully those things can go there. That's what I really hoped that the, the dialogue and the communication would be there. So then your kids of color, your black kids would feel like, wow, I'm, I'm accepted that maybe even the kids will feel okay. You know, going, Hey, is there something I've done? And that's what I actually told my kids. So that's what we're going to talk about. You know, are there some things that maybe you had no idea you were doing or saying that really offended your girl over here that you love to death, but you just didn't know that by saying some things that you didn't know is a tough spot. Yep. You know, so hopefully those lines of communication now. I think so hopefully that more of that's going on. Absolutely. Uh, And I think I've seen that too of just, Yes. On the white woman side, feeling like yeah. I can ask or I can, yes, you know, and I, same, like I think for the most, I've always thought our, the big educational piece for me personally was the difference mm-hmm. between ally and advocate. And that like shift for me was, and yes, I don't know. And that's, it's one of those, like now I think a lot of us are doing this. I'm like, how have I never felt that? I don't know. I've always had, yes. life, but that yeah. doesn't make me an advocate in a true way absolutely yeah. absolutely yes that's been a really actually speaking power. up yeah yeah all right um shifting gears a little bit will you talk about like what's been your biggest challenge being a coach what do you think what have you kind of lesson learned overcome i i do kind of how i touched on the fact of of that year of when i did have that tough year of when i had some kids that i had no idea I guess for better lack of words, did not like me or were still mad because of some things that they did not get to do or whatever, whatever reason, you know, had harbored such negativity, I guess, towards me. And that kind of opened my eyes to things because it's one that, you know, that when you go into things and this is what I found to be so hard now is you have to, you have to cover yourself more than I would normally, you know, when I do now, when I do, we do, we do peer reviews, we do a peer review thing to where, you know, your peers, the the kids review the other kids. And, and we've been doing that all along. Um, And it is a big thing because, you know, you have to know that this is a team and that you have to be able to work well with team, you know, with your team members and things on that. But I have learned now that being that person that vocalizes from one, from what's there and telling that other person that sometimes that can be misconstrued Uh and that every conversation that you have kind of at this level, it's sad to say, but you know, I always, I have my assistant coach on there and I know this is the thing I heard from so many coaches during that time of when that was such a hard time for me. And that was going on that said, oh, that's how I got fired, or that's what happened. You know, I had that one parent of a kid that was upset and that came back and said all of these things or whatever, just something that can kind of get misconstrued or 
can kind of get turned into whatever and that you have that that you've got to have something else back in you and whether that's that another person was on that phone line when you said this and then it they took it in and took it a whole different way and it got thrown out i'm like i never said that right (laughs) and it's that's not what i said you know and that is definitely the hardest thing it that has made me feel like that sometimes your trust things and the things that you think that you're doing and you have the best intentions that you just have to watch all of that and and it's it's sad um because i feel like that there's so many things that before i can talk or before you write something that you're like oh how how are they going to take this yeah you know and so i feel like that your communication nowadays you you really have to just make sure that you're you're covered and that the things you know i am i and i'm i'm a verbal person as you can tell i you know <laughs> i like to talk i like to do things but i have even had to change around some things to where i maybe would text it or or type it or something. I'm like, you know what? You do need to give me a call because I need to, and I will make sure, you know, the coaches, the other coaches there, uh-huh. but just even your inflection and how that's done, because there's so many things that you can read into a text or a thing there. So I think that you almost have to give even more time and it, it takes more time, things that you would maybe just say, and you know that you're not saying it wrong, but you've got to now rethink it in your head and, and maybe even say it to the other coach. Is this okay if I say this or go to your administration? Is it okay if I write this? That's been a, that's a struggle. That, that is a thing that you, it, it, there are times even when you kind of go is coaching. I, and I know I've said this when, when that all happened that year that I thought it's time for me, I, I don't need to be coaching anymore. Yeah. And, and I honestly was at that point and just was like, it's not worth it. It's, it's, I have too much on the line of my credibility and how I am. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it takes one thing to get things turned around. And next thing you know, you know, you've lost your job or, or your credibility. And I think so many of us coaches, that's what we pride ourselves on because that's why we coach is because we love it. And we're, we're not out there to, be mean to kids and to do the wrong things. That's, that's not why we do this. Sure. You know, we do it for the love and the passion and to help kids. So, you know, I think even those of us that seem so tough and have a tough exterior, those things are even more painful for us. You know, when you're just like, wow, I thought I handled that great. And I thought I was doing this to help this and that completely turned around and yeah. And wow, look right. at where I am, you know, from that. So absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. absolutely. Do you have a yeah. favorite memory as a coach? Oh man. You've had a lot of, of amazing. I got, things, but. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know. I will use, let me use one that was just very recent, um, was national memory. And, um, it was, we fell all over the floor doing prelims, <laughs> a big, you know, thing. And the thing was supposed to go around in a circle and it just, you know, was, you couldn't even see what was supposed to happen. And we knew we could do it and had done it. And that night, you know, we didn't change it. 
and it wasn't one of those things because I know in my mind I kind of you know as a coach you go cop do we just take that out and just go ahead right. and change it you know or do we keep it and do you do whatever well and you know we kind of talked to the kids a little bit but it was one of those of where when you just follow your gut sometimes you just kind of go oh, you know gotta kind of follow that and those kids work that out and that next day they got up there and they hit it they hit it beautifully we, we didn't win we didn't whatever but they did it and they felt so good because you know this was a partner stunt this wasn't an individual thing this was something yeah. that if one part didn't work, then the whole thing kind of did it, which was even more reason why I kind of got, but yeah. let's teach them that sometimes you just go out there and it's not all about winning because if we fall again, we fall again. But yeah. if you work and then them just knowing that we trusted them, yeah, it was such a cool, fuzzy inside moment when it all hit you know and when they did that and they were like wow y'all we were and we did it that those are the type of moments and i have you know several of those you know and and you know you have the ones where you're just like y'all do the best you can and just have so much fun and you had so much fun as a coach watching yeah. going i don't care what place we get <laughs> i just had a blast watching that and we had that moment a little bit it was kind of like last year i was like that that was fun and I loved it and and that's there. And so those moments I think have been some of my favorite. And I know I have so many other ones. All right, last yeah. question. Any okay. last piece of advice you would give coaches? What do you either wish you knew starting out or I I really would say, you know, when the going gets tough, to honestly try your best to hang in there because as long as one member has taken something positive and has felt left your practice feeling like wow you know and you've uplifted at least one person that means that's the what you were there to do that was your purpose and and that yeah it gets tough and there's so many times that we just want to quit and that we see this is how it's going to be in the future or, you know, it's, we need to just do this to really sit back and go, you know, think about it and, and, and look for those couple of shining moments. They may be small and they may be kind of where you got to dig for them and you got to go, I really got to look because everything's telling me it's time for me to leave or I need to do this or whatever to just, think about that and to know that, Hey, you know, it's not about just being a coach because I had to think of that too. I had to early on. I'm kind of like, well, is that just coaching? I'm a, I'm a coach. Yeah. And then it hit me. I'm like, you know, that, that title is, there's a whole lot involved in that. You yeah. know, you're not just a coach. If that's your God given talent, if that's your purpose. Yeah. We kind of, we got, we kind of got it do it. You know, we, we got to use that, you know, and I, I, that, that's, and I know that was not necessarily summing it up into one no, little thing, okay. but just kind of, you know, it just, just try to just always follow your heart and, and do the right thing by all of your kids. And, and usually, you know, from there, things will work out. Um, oh, I love that. And just go. Oh, well, thank you, Don. This has been so Absolutely. fun. Oh, it's been a great, thank you. Thank you. I mean,